All right, so I want to talk about a uh, little bit about time management and I want to talk about my story about how I became uh, much more uh, pr productive and certainly follow the the laws of time management uh, instead of being what I used to be which was the sidetracked home executive. My house was always a kind of a write-off, a wreck. It felt like I could never get on top of things but certainly I learned these these tips, these six tips that I'm going to share with you today, I learned these back in like the year 2000 and they actually have changed my life in the way that I actually uh, do things from now on. When I was a teenager, I remember coming back from Christmas vacation and my cratchety old librarian was out in the hallway with these books called 1984. The book, if you're familiar with it, was written by George Orwell back in 1949 and I'm pretty sure that my uh, librarian was actually a librarian in 1949. She was pretty old, I'm not really sure why she was still working, but she certainly was. Uh, and she was a little bit cratchety, but you know, for those of us who are bookworms, we certainly enjoyed uh, enjoyed her, and she always, uh, you know, tended to keep us. Um, she tended to protect us a little bit too when we wanted to skip class and stuff. So we kind of overlooked some of her cratchetiness, and we agreed that yes, we would read the book 1984. And I have to say, I wasn't really that impressed. It didn't really, you know, I certainly didn't like that kind of futuristic. Uh, you know, you you know, uh, the world as you know, as the world is going to end, kind of doomsday book. That certainly wasn't where I was in 1984. But for most of us who've read it or haven't read it, you probably have heard, you know, the expression like "Big Brother is watching you," and that certainly came from the book 1984. And a lot of people thought that you know, Big Brother could see you through the television and through you know the internet or th well, the internet certainly. That's how it came. To, you know, that's where it evolved into. But certainly, even through microwaves, and there was all kinds of weird conspiracy. Uh, f theories about how Big Brother could see you, but uh, you know, for me, my reality in 1984 was I lived on a street that had no street lights, and I actually still had a party line that I shared with my grandmother who lived next door. So really, how was Big Brother really watching me when there's no light, and you know, you couldn't get anything by my grandmother anyway on the phone, so why bother? So of course, you know, if we fast forward a little bit uh, to the year 2000 and we come to the place where it's the end of the world as we know it and most people, you know, that's where they were. We we're all a little bit on edge wondering if the computer system was actually going to turn over and I remember it was a real thing that we were scared. We were not going to have power, you know, when the, stri when the um, strike of midnight happened, you know, that power was going to run out and, you know, everything was going to be shut down and there was lots of, you know, people being prepared and kind of uh, signing or, you know, sending off signals of the apocalypse and doomsday and all that stuff. Uh, myself, my reality at that time, you know, I was, I was uh, married to Mr. Squarepants. We had three young kids and we had two dogs and so really my my whole world revolved around getting to the kitchen and you know as I used to say like I don't remember too much about the 1990s just because the kids were so small and all I knew was like better get to the kitchen and feed them before they eat you like that's just the way it was 
And so we had decided as a family, though, that we would actually wait until after all of this doomsday and this year 2000 and all this stuff uh, came into place before we'd actually buy a computer. Just because why would we buy something if we thought that it was not going to work? And at that time, computers were quite expensive and they actually took up a lot of space. So when you have three kids and two dogs, like where was this computer actually going to go? And did we really have space for it? So we kind of we put that off until after 2000. And of course, most of us know that we made it through the end of the world and the Y2K scare. And, you know, we actually kind of moved on. And of course, computers became known in everybody's household. Uh, Bill Gates, you know, certainly started to make his money for sure at that point in time. And, you know, then we got this thing called the Internet. And certainly the Internet changed the way everything worked. It's kind of a crazy world when I talk to some people to think like my kids don't actually remember a time when we did not have the Internet. You know, so they were kind of right in that generation that, you know, just always knew that we had a computer in the house. Uh, so for me, sometimes I'm kind of like, do you guys remember a time when we didn't have a computer? And uh, yeah, I usually get laughed at for sure. And so, of course, what happened when you get a computer and you get working on this and you're wondering, how does this Internet work? Uh, one of the things that you signed up for uh, right away was an email. And of course, email was a wonderful way to actually communicate with people. And it was forever telling people like, this is my email address and please sign me up and things like that. And send me, send me a, a note and, and uh, it became a really wonderful way to communicate. And so I was talking to a friend one time and she said, oh, I got to set you, sign you up for a Yahoo group. And I remember thinking, wow, that's so awesome. A Yahoo group. It seemed so so I just couldn't even imagine it. And so she started to, to, she signed me up for a Yahoo group that was called Fly Lady. And at first I was like, Fly Lady, what is this all about? I wasn't really sure. And basically what Fly Lady is, is it is actually uh, based on a book by Marla, Marla Shilley. Uh, she wrote a book called The Chaos Cure. And of course, it, the first question it says, have you been living in chaos, which stands for you can't have anyone over syndrome. And then the next question is, are you a she, a sidetracked home executive? And I remember just kind of standing there thinking, yeah, yeah, certainly, because my house was just a mess. They just couldn't seem to get on top of all of the, the um the clutter and the mess that was going on from the kids and the dogs and and Mr. Squarepants how does this all work and so what happened was miss the fly lady started to send me mail and so every day I would get emails from her and from those of us who uh, were around in the very beginning it used to be like you have mail and you would get like the computer would actually talk to you and tell you that you had mail so you're like yes so excited and so what what happened was fly lady would send you emails every day at different times of the day and she would tell you things that you needed to do and so these are the six tips that she that I learned from the fly lady that I still use in my life today and certainly still keep me organized and on track and the very first uh, tip that she said to do was to actually shine your sink and I remember just thinking, shine the sink, why would I do that? But of course, she said, shine your sink, make sure that it always was shining and that there was nothing actually in the sink. 
and she called it the law of attraction. Of course, that when you walk into the kitchen and you see a shiny sink, well, first of all, you think that the kitchen is clean, even though you are hiding dishes in the dishpan in the in the uh, oven, right? You can hide them in there um, and take them out when you're actually going to do uh, the the dishes. And so there, therefore your sink is always available to be ready. And of course your guests who come in think like, wow, your house is always is very clean because of that. But it also is that law of attraction too of that when you walk in and you see that the sink is shiny, that you actually want to keep the counters clean, that you actually want to kind of keep everything flowing and be organized from there. And you know, your house and your, um, you know, just your organization of your kitchen, which is the main part of the house, uh, would actually run a lot smoother. And so that was the first question, shine, or the first task was to shine your sink. And of course, most of us have heard, you know, don't go to bed without, with a, a dish in the sink. And it is very true. Uh, you know, when you wake up in the morning, at least you're starting the day fresh. The dishes are all done. Yesterday's, yesterday's dirt is gone. So it is a, a really good tip and certainly something that I still do now. And of course, the second thing that I was supposed to do is so before I went to bed at night, you shine your sink. And when you get up in the morning, the first thing that you need to do before you did anything else was actually get dressed to your shoes. And Fly Lady said, you know, the, the uh, sometimes we just procrastinate getting dressed and things like that. And then, of course, we're not dressed for success or we don't feel like we can do anything. Or somebody comes over and we actually hide and like, oh, no, don't let anyone in because they can't see me not dressed yet. It's kind of a, a shame thing. And so you're actually missing out on your life because you're not actually dressed. And, of course, get dressed to your shoes uh, so that you are ready at all times to be able to just run outside or, do, you know, to run even to the mail or, and things like that. And when you have uh, three young children, you always needed to run. So certainly learning to get dressed to your shoes was, was a really big lesson and it actually did change your perspective. And of course, once I went back to work and, you know, things like that, I was, you know, when I get up in the morning, the first thing I would do is actually get absolutely dressed so that I was actually ready to go out. And again, that sends the message to the kids that, you know what, you need to get dressed too. Mom is ready, so why are you not? So it certainly did help uh, even in times to come. And certainly today, I, I still get dressed to my shoes. I know exactly what's going to be happening for sure. Now the first, the third thing that actually did happen uh, that she talked about, and of course this is when I really knew that Big Brother was watching me, was she kept saying clutter cannot be organized. And I remember many times standing there looking at my house thinking, there's all kinds of clutter. There's always toys, there's always um, paper, especially it felt like we just couldn't get on top of paper at all. And so clutter cannot be organized. It must be, uh, you know, put in place or it actually must be put out to the trash. And so one of the things that would happen is uh, Fly Lady would send you an email and she'd say, it's time for the 27 thing bo uh, fling boogie. And so what would happen is you were told you, what that meant was you needed to get a bag and you needed to pick up that bag and you needed to put 27 things that do not belong in this house in that bag. So whether it was trash or whether it just needed to be uh, sent to Goodwill or wherever you were, whatever needed to happen to this, you needed to actually get rid of this stuff 
now. Get rid of this uh, this clutter. And of course, one of the things that she said too is because she knew that we were sidetracked, so home executives that we would kind of think about it, you know, and be analytical and should I throw this out now? And so one of the things that she said to do while you were doing this so that you would have something else to do because we can multitask, of course, is that we should actually sing a song while we're doing it. And so the song was, please release me, let me go. And so we just run around the house, find 27 things and sing it a song and and get rid of it right away. And so either you put it in the garbage or you put it in the trunk of your car um, so that the next time you went to, to town or you went by Goodwill, uh, most of the time I was going to Goodwill to buy more more clutter to bring back to my house. But I started to, to uh, you know, reverse that trend of bringing more stuff in without taking something out. So that was certainly one of the biggest things that I did learn. And the other thing that she talked about too, probably the fourth tip that was that I still use to this day, is interval training. And so most of us talk about uh, interval training. We talk about um, exercise and things like that. But actually, she uses it for everything. And so one of the things that uh, Fly Lady told us was, you know, to to actually draw, uh, to actually break our house up, our housework and our tasks, into zones. And so take a week and work on one zone. So take a week and work on the living room, for instance. And so one of the things that she would do is she would send you an email and say, take 15 minutes and clean your living room. And, you know, she expected that we would, we kind of know. And so, you know, at first you just start in one little corner of the living room for sure. And, you know, you just set your timer and you take 15 minutes and just kind of work away as hard as you can. Uh, to get that little bit more. And as soon as the timer ended, just drop it and move on to the next thing. And you know, even in my work today, I do that all the time. If I have different things that I need to do, I will, you know, set the timer and actually, you know, start 15 minutes of, you know, just kind of what can I do in 15 minutes? And I find that really works well. If like at three o'clock in the afternoon, maybe you're just feeling a little like, uh, little tired, little blah. One of the things to do is, you know, just to say, okay, here's, here's four things that I'm kind of working on or four things that I maybe, you know, should do. And, you know, let's set the timer and, and push a little bit and you'd be surprised at uh, how much more you can actually get uh, completed. And also, you know, it actually helps you break down tasks uh, so that you can get them done in 15 minutes. And I'm always amazed at how much I can get um, get accomplished or or not. You know, sometimes you, you spend 15 minutes just kind of thinking about something, but if you don't come up with an idea in 15 minutes, it's okay. You're giving yourself permission to leave that right now and move on to something else and then you, when you come back. So it certainly makes it much more uh, much more productive, I find, with your time, especially when you're trying to think of ideas or trying to come up with that, that next best thing that will impress your boss. Uh, you know, always working the 15 minutes just makes the day go by as well. And, you know, so sometimes if you just have paperwork to do, just being able to move from piles uh, at a time, it does make a big difference. 
And for the fifth thing that um, Fly Lady showed me or teach taught me was that life is a no whining zone. You chose to be here. You you know you you made these decisions. You know, or maybe you you felt you didn't make these decisions, and you end up with three kids and two dogs and a Mr. Squarepants. How does this all work? How did this happen? But one of her things was this is a no whining zone. Life is no whining. You know, if you have to, if you have to you know get through this. You know, the thing is is to come up with a routine, uh, to come up with solutions to problems. Uh, whining doesn't produce solutions. And certainly, again, you know, even now, just kind of working through some of that stuff, it certainly does change your perspective on life and how do I actually, you know, and it's true. I, I can remember many times just thinking like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to serve these kids for supper? You know, and then it's like, oh, this is a no whining zone, right? Supper comes every night and people are going to be hungry every night at the same time. So why don't you get prepared for it? Why don't you take you know, some put that on your 15 minute interval and actually come up with a plan of what you're going to actually eat or, or, you know, serve this week so that, you know, it just brings a, takes away some of that negativity out of your life. And the sixth and final thing that uh, she also uh, really emphasized as a fly lady, um, you know, is about getting on top of your life is that perfectionism leads to procrastination. And many times when I thought about, you know, why is my house unorganized? Why is this happening? Why is that happening? It's because I was looking for that an hour, you know, if I just had an hour where nobody bothered me, I'd actually have a clean house. And the whole fact of the reality is, is that I didn't have an hour to do that where no one would bother me. Um, and once I did have an hour, you know, once the kids went to bed at night, uh, I was too exhausted to even think about, you know, getting the house all perfect. Uh, and so then I would just leave it. I would just procrastinate and, oh, well, I'll try again tomorrow and uh, go from that. And so, you know, perfectionism does lead to procrastination. So why not, you know, take 15 minutes and work on something? Why not do a 27-thing uh, boogie? Just kind of get, get things going, uh, you know, and there's no sense in whining about stuff, right? You know, make a plan and put it to action. And, and it kind of is based on what uh, is... Um, Later on when I was working, I remember reading a book called Swallow That Frog, and it was based on the um, quote by Mark Twain that says, if it's your job to eat a frog, it's best to do it first thing in the morning. And if it's your job to eat two frogs, it's best to eat the biggest one first. And as I said, now when I come into work, before I leave at the end of the day, I try to, I set up what I want to actually accomplish on the next day and I always I always put the, the that big frog like if I have to eat two frogs I try to put that first so that I'm actually giving my fur my best energy uh, to that particular task and then of course you know um, planning out my day according to the tasks and things that I have to do for the next day certainly it's something uh, you know not looking for perfectionism sometimes uh, being done is good you know, and uh, sometimes I find when I at least get something done, then I will go back and refine it. And those 15 minute intervals of, re of refining actually will bring, you know, my game up and up. But I always try to have, it's like, okay, well, if somebody came in and asked me what I'm doing, oh, well, I can at least present them this. And I can say, it's not the best, but I, this is where, this is baseline. And we work from there. 
And certainly that, is, that has been very effective from my boss's point of view and in business where I say to people, you know what, this, this is the baseline and this is how we can do that. But also it's a great way to ask uh, people for their input because here you are, it's like, okay, this is what I have and this is what I want it to be. And so sometimes even their, their uh, input helps you, you know, even decide which, which course of direction you want to go. And so these six things have actually stayed with me. I learned them in the year 2000 when I was a stay-at-home mom with three kids and two two dogs and a Mr. Squarepants. And, and now that, you know, my kids are gone and I don't have all of this, this is still something that I do. You know, I certainly, uh, there's no whining, you know, even though I'm kind of an empty nester at this point in time, you know, I certainly still have to, as much as I like to think that I've been good about, you know, staying on top of clutter and doing all this, I've realized that, you know what, this is a full-time job. It's a job that will be there till the day I die. So, you know what, just keep boogie-woogieing and, you know, the 15 minutes trying to be fabulous. But of course, you know, going to bed without, um, you know, without dishes in your sink, making sure your dish, your uh, sink is shining. And of course, getting up in the morning and just the first thing I do is get ready for my day, you know, not worried about anything else. And it's always, it's true. Like if, if you're running behind or anything like that, you know, if you didn't have time for breakfast, you know, getting dressed to your shoes, you know, gives you that, maybe gives you that extra minute if you just kind of get, get in the habit of doing those things. And of course, we're not here for perfection. We're here, um, you know, we're here to have things done and to, and to have something to present at all times. And of course, the fly lady has come a long way as well. She's not only, uh, you know, available through a Yahoo group as she was once upon a time. She is actually available on an app. And so you can fly too. Look up uh, the fly lady on any of your uh, Google stores or app app stores on on your computer enjoy thank you